Lord and Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father God, for the study, Lord, for longing for holy living, Father God, that as Christians, we are called to have that longing actively in our, in our lives, that longing to be fresh in our lives, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father, may your holy presence, Lord, and your word and your voice speak, Lord, to each one of us, Father God. Lord, this is the highest calling, Lord, you have given us, Father God. I pray, Father, for your presence, Lord, to cover us, Father God, your presence, Father God, to teach us, Father God, what is this holy living you are, you have called us to live, Father, and how does it look like? Lord, I pray, may your power and your presence speak loud and clear to each one of us, Father. Submit this time to you, Father, and pray all of this in your precious name. Amen. I've never heard about an animal named ermine. It lives in forests both in the United States and Northern Europe and Asia. They are known for their white fur. When I was studying about this, this is, is so interesting. It says that they are known for their white fur in the winter, which is used to make coats. People in Northern Europe make white fur coats with this uh, animal skin. The airmen's in Northern Europe have an interesting trait because he depends on his white coat to blend in with the winter snow, he protects against anything that will soil it. This is a key point here about this animal. Because he depends on his white coat to blend in with the winter snow, he protects against anything that will soil it. Now fur hunters have learned this and use it, use, uses it to their advantage. They do not see, uh, they do not set a snare for the ermine, but instead they will find the ermine's home. It, its house is usually in a cleft in rock or, um, or in a hollow tree. And what the hunters will do, they will smear the entrance and the interior walls of their house with grim. The hunters then will lose their dogs to find and chase the airmen. The frightened animals flees towards his home when the dogs are chasing it, when the dogs are about to hunt it down. But when they flee towards their house, it cannot enter the house because of the filth. And this animal has this tendency of keeping its fur so white, it never soils its fur so that it can escape, it can, can, it can melt with the snow and escape the traps of the hunters. So now when it is running towards its house, it sees its house covered with filth. So what does it do? Rather than soil its white coat, the airman runs away from the house. And in that process, it is trapped by the dogs and captured while preserving its purity. For the airmen, purity is more precious than life. 
how about you? How about me? As a Christian, it was so shameful for me to read this animal story. I was so convicted with this animal. An animal which doesn't have all the senses like us. But for that animal, purity is more precious than life. A purity which is compromised in our every day as Christian. And that purity is called holiness in the Bible. But this ermine, even when it was chased by the dogs to capture it, it never soils its fur. For ermine, purity is more precious than life. This is a heavy, heavy, heavy story. And I wish I could just stop here and we let's all process this. This is so heavy when God calls us that says that I am holy, so you be holy. But oftentimes we live such a filthy, compromised Christian life. The dogs doesn't have to even chase us. We look at the dog and we soil our fur. Oswald Chambers said, the destined end of man is not happiness, nor health, but holiness. That is what the airman does. God is not an eternal blessing machine for men. He did not come to save me out of pity. He came to, came to save me because he has, he has created each one of us to be holy. Oswald Chambers. This is a research. This is a lot of shame on me topic today. I hope we all take this pretty seriously. George Bernard, a researcher on Christian trends, has discovered there is only a 9% difference between evangelical American Christian culture and then that of secular American culture. These differences were measured in terms of values, character, and conduct of people in both arenas. This demonstrates that there is no separation, no distinctions, nothing, no holiness in the church at large in America. So if our lives are producing the same stuff, no separation, no distinctness, nothing, no holiness as the rest of the world? Why would you expect the world to sit and listen to your message and my message? Why would they listen? We are not like that little animal lermen trying to save its purity. It cost its life trying to save its purity. But we are here as Christians children of the most holy God, sacrificing our purity at the altar every single day. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 says, 
But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct because it is written, be holy for I am holy. So how does holiness look in other religion? I should not even talk about other religion today because there is so much to wipe ourselves today. But for some reason, I went to other religion also. The world religions have many practices that are believed by, the, by their uh, practices to make them holy. Some will journey miles to a shrine on their bloodied knees, believing that they will somehow become holy or that their piety will convince God of their worthiness to have their prayer heard. Other hold up standards of behavior that they claim will make them holy. External holiness without internal holiness is not biblical. External holiness without internal holiness is not biblical. It does not matter what you do. It does not matter how much you are giving in charity. It does not matter how many poor people you are feeding. It does not matter what you are doing in the name of Christianity. Everything is like a filthy rag before our Lord. And the Bible is very clear about that. Your holy behaviors in your action does not matter. External holiness without internal holiness is not biblical. That is not biblical standard of holiness. You saying that you did this, you do that for the kingdom, that is not holiness. What I do and what I say, my, uh, it's not holiness. How my life is inside, my internal life before God, that is holiness. God always starts on the inside of man and changes him from the inside out. But religion will focus on the outside of, of a man and polish him up. So where are you caught? Are you caught in the religion that polishes of a man? Or are you caught on with the conviction of a holy God inside your heart? Holiness is exceptional separation. It's about being so unique, so exceptional, so separated from the world and the Lord that we make a difference in the world in, a, in which we live. It is not about exceptional separation when I accepted Christ. Where is my life after 23 years of walking with the Lord? That matters. Every day matters. Every day is my life an exceptional separation. Every day am I running like that animal, airman, not to soil my white fur, even when it costs my life. No, I'm not running like that. That is a shame on me. We have a very passive approach to holiness and right living in the body of Christ. Christians have mastered the art of making excuses because this happened, because that happened, because she said so, because he said so. That's why, where, where I am. When you and I stand in the presence of God, there will be no acceptable excuse for why we, we did not become everything that God called us to be. Again, I sent, sent, said in the intro, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Holiness requires both separation from 
whatever things that is hindering you and me from living a holy life and separating circumcised life to my holy God. I've been six. Many of you know I've been six for the past six days now. But the entire weekend, entire weekend, Lord, how am I going to give this lecture call? I don't even have strength to sit up in my bed, Lord, more than half hour. As I was meditate, meditating and praying about this holy living, this is the verse God showed me. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Meanwhile, Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from within a bush. Moses saw the bush ablaze with fire, but it was not consumed. So Moses thought, I must go over and see this marvelous sight. Why is this bush not burning? Please don't tune your mind off thinking that you know this story. You know there is so much depth to this story. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. Moses answered, here I am. God said, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. There is a heavy weightage here why God said that who he is and why God said to Moses to take off his sandals. He first told Moses to remove his sandal because he was on holy ground. This is a man, Moses, who is the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He had been in a livelier and more stately places. He had sat in majestic courts. He probably had marched in grand parades. And he definitely stood on royal ground, but not until he was alone with God. And he said, here I am, Lord. He stood on holy ground. This was, this was not some beautiful and ornate sanctuary, but a lonesome mountainside. He's standing before the presence of God as he stands before a burning bush. This place is a place of stones and scorpions and poisonous snakes. It's not a nice place to go barefooted. And Moses had his sandals on. And God is asking him to take off his sandals. We all know how dirty shoes can get. They pick up all kinds of stuff that we step on. And everywhere we have been and everything we have done can be found on the bottom of our shoes. You know, in Bombay, you can find human filth everywhere, even on the main roads. And as we are walking to the schools, we step on them. Sometimes we step on gums. Sometimes we step on the human's mucus. And you cannot get rid of it. That smell, 
and that footprint just follows you and everybody knows that you have stepped on something disgusting. And God knows every sin we have ever walked through. God says to Moses and us, take off your sandals. I don't care what's on the bottom of them, just do it. I don't care how holy thou art, you think, just do it. There is something between you and me. God was telling Moses a symbolic way to lay aside all pollution from walking in sin. Holy ground is any place that demands that we remove our shoes. Any place that demands that we discard that which comes between us and God's holiness. It could be that God is asking you to take off the shoes of pride, the shoes of selfishness, the shoes of foolishness, the shoes of outburst anger, the shoes of greed, the shoes of ego, the shoes of jealousy, the shoes of lust, the shoes of hatred, the shoes of revenge, the shoes of rightful thinking that you are far righteous than you who you are. The shoes, the things that we wear during our earthly walk will need to be removed if they serve as barriers between you and God's holiness. The removal of shoe is a confession of unworthiness to stand in pure holiness. God tells Moses, Remove the sandals from your feet, for the feet place on which you are standing is holy ground. Same thing in Joshua chapter 5, verse 15, when angel met the Lord. When the angel told Joshua to remove his sandals because he said, you are standing on a holy ground. God was saying, I don't want your dirt. If you want instruction from me, if you want me to give you direction in your life, then when you come to me, you need to leave your dirt behind. You need to come clean. If you want to become my children, you got to remove your dirty, filthy, stinking sandal that is between you and me. Psalm 66 verse 18 says, If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. He's asking you to take your shoes off. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. He's asking you to remove the shoes of iniquity from your heart. We are called to walk in the awareness of God's holy presence always. When Moses took off his shoes, he was taking off something he made and standing on something God made. So what, what are you standing upon that you made? And God is asking you, get rid of that something that you made you are standing upon and come on and stand on what I have made for you. You might think that whatever you are created for you and your family, the comfortable environment, that you can live a separate yourselves and you can be shielded from pain and suffering that is going around you. That is not true. Whatever you made is going to crumble. But if you stand on God's holy ground, he is going to hold your feet from underneath. 
when moses had his shoes on he could walk around almost carelessly in the desert but when your shoes are off you have to watch where you walk that could be thorns that could be thistles that could be scorpions that could be snakes that could be ants that could be a pit that could be rocks and pebbles that are going to hurt your feet that is why god asked moses to take his shoes off because when you have your shoes off you are careless in your walk and as as a christian we walk very carelessly in this world with our shoes on god wants us to walk carefully in his presence he wants us to watch our steps you can imagine if you are a barefooted person a barefooted christian how careful you had been in your walk with your with the lord because you have your shoes on you know how careless you have been in walking in the presence of the holy god so what does holy means holy means living a separated life and god is calling here to moses to separate himself god is saying i want you to separate yourself from your past failures moses i want to separate yourself from your present fears moses i want you to separate yourself from every fleshly thing i want to you to give me your undivided attention i want you to listen to what i am saying he is asking moses to remove any barrier that would separate them god does not want anything to come between us and him and mostly that is sin in our lives we have a tendency to think that when we come into the holiness of god that god wants to separate himself from us that god will keep him away from us but the that's the exact the truth is the exact opposite of that god desires and seeks to be one with us that's why he's saying strip those things off that is hindering between you and me i wanted to be one with you i want you to walk with me i want you to commune with me i want you to be in your in my presence remove that filthy stinking smelly sandal from your life how long are you going to wear and maintain a gap between you and me holiness does not separate us from god or from one another holiness brings us together holiness allows god's breath his holy spirit to be one with our breath with our holy spirit's help he wants the our breath and his breath to be one through the power of the holy spirit then god goes on to say that who he is he says i am the god of your father the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob and moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon god sometimes we read the list and see only that it is a list of bible superstars like abraham isaac and jacob but in reality they were all men with deep flaws if you study their lives you would discover that they were all very human that is god's grace 
that he has given us the grace that he has qualified you and me for his service in spite of your if in spite of all our failures and our filthiness that we carry even after becoming his children god is saying moses i am the god of men who have failed most abraham failed me isaac failed me jacob failed me that's why he is saying moses i am the god of men who failed i'm the god of ordinary men who were used in extraordinary things and god is telling to you and me if you have been having your sandals that filthy smelly stinking sandal and you were not like that animal running away to cover your fur from any any filth god is saying i am the god who used failed men and i need you i am the god of men who have failed and i am the god who uses ordinary men to do extraordinary work to the jews bare feet was a sign of servanthood when moses removed his sandal he was proclaiming servanthood to god in reverential awe he responded to god's love and became the willing captive of god's redemptive mission he was saying no more filth lord of all the things moses said and did for the lord the greatest were the sandals that he took off his feet that day after moses bare feet hit the holy ground his life was never the same again he lived in the presence of the holy god living a holy life is not something that just happens it must be intentional i'm going to finish it off with this story and i'm telling you group please strive towards this this is a similar this is a story of a british military officer who was stationed in african jungle one day when a friend was visiting and entered the officer officer's hut he was so shocked to see him dressed in formal attire and seated at a table set with silverware and fine china and this officer was in a jungle in a hut the visitor asked why he was all dressed up and seated at a table so amazingly dressed up so amazingly prepared in a jungle in a hut the officer explained once a week i follow this routine to remind myself of who i am that i am a british citizen i want to maintain the customs of my real home and live according to the codes of british conduct no matter how those around me live i want to avoid substitute substituting a foreign culture for that of my homeland so who was he he said he wants to remind himself that he was a british citizen so whose citizen are you bible tells us that we are citizens of heaven so how are you conducting yourself how are you substituting the culture around you in your life and god too is instruct in instructing us that we are called to live different from this world that we live in 
we are in this world but we must be reminded that we are citizens of heaven we are different from the world we are not to act like the world we are not live in accordance to the lust of the flesh we are to live our lives surrendered to christ daily when you accepted christ you have told to god lord here i am like moses but unfortunately unfortunately you and i have turned our focus from christ and we have become a passive christian in our calling and we are not coming bare feet before our holy god unless you choose to come bare feet before him bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of god lord and heavenly father lord what a what a message you gave us father god convicting us piercing us father god that animal had common sense and better sense to protect its purity that it was willing to lose its life to protect its purity but we lord are trying to help ourselves in our sins in our shortcomings in all the baggages that we are carrying even after telling lord that we belong to you our lives and the culture that is around us there is no difference what a shame on us father lord i pray father god lord i pray raise men and women in our groups father god that lord we will not just say today oh today on i will live a holy life i have heard so many of this false promises again and again and again and within 7 days 10 days losing the sight of that promise lord i pray father god for your holy spirit presence to come and convict us and make us to long for that holy living lord the the stink the smell the filthiness that we are carrying father god help us father god to get rid of that father lord help us lord not to stand in our covering father god help us to come naked before you, before you like adam and eve when they covered they missed your presence they missed the fellowship with you lord i pray father give us the longing father god to live that holy life before you father lord i pray may this message cut us sharp within us father that that senseless animal knew how to live a life of purity and we human being with sense and redeemed by the grace of god redeemed by the precious blood of the lamb redeemed by the most precious blood of christ we don't have the sense that this animal had convict us father i submit lord our groups to you father lord challenges father god lord we don't want to be where we are father god challenges father sharpen us father god set us on fire for you father i pray for your anointing over our groups father god lord let not we live like passive christian let not this holy living we think that it is unattainable it is attainable through the power of the holy spirit i pray father god 
bring that burning bush in front of us every time our feet is going in the opposite direction father god pull us down to our knees make us to fall flat on your feet father god help us to see lord what a cost you paid did you pay that cost to make us to walk to to walk in that filthy smelly stinky sandals that is not why you paid that heavy cost father lord let that convict us i pray this lord in your precious name in the name of jesus christ i pray amen